Hi all, welcome to episode one, part two, the actual story. Here we will be reading Treebeard's Tryst. If you haven't listened to episode one, part one, in which we talk about why we love fan fiction and our relationship to it and how this actually became a podcast, I highly recommend you do that. But without further ado, Treebeard's Tryst. So in honor of our first podcast recording and to thank Deirdre for being here and putting up with our bullshit (laughs) I've chosen a non-Harry Potter uh short fic for us to really kick it off uh so today we will be reading Treebeard's Tryst this is by Treehuggerlock Cotton Balls of Death um it is (laughs) (laughs) I don't know it's the internet. This is this is very triggering because one of my very close friends in middle school, her email address was Tree Hugger. Well, so maybe she wrote this. Maybe it's her. So this is a Lord of the Rings and Sherlock crossover story. It is part of the Category 5 Sex Hurricane Fest 2015 collection. So we are very lucky to be able to feature it today. And so here's the summary. Sherlock tops a tree. Um. (laughs) I know. And now a quick word from our sponsor. And we're back! (laughs) John trailed behind Sherlock, questioning his life choices as they walked through the forest. Well, John walked. Sherlock positively skipped. They were supposed to be on holiday or on a case or something. Sherlock hadn't been too clear on that point when he'd all but dashed out the door, calling a belated, Come on, John, we're going to miss the train, as he pounded down the steps. (laughs) Now here he was, lugging a gallon jug of maple syrup through an old growth forest while Sherlock cavorted in front of him, nattering on about the colors and how he could see things growing. John wasn't sure when or how Sherlock had gotten his hands on LSD, but as far as he was concerned, he couldn't come off it fast enough. Is Ella is maple syrup the street name for LSD? Nope. I think that's just why I, I think that's just why Sherlock is cavorting through the forest um, and seeing things growing. I, so okay, so this okay, is TV so, show. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, TV Sherlock. Uh, so basically, Benedict Cumberbatch. Correct. Correct. Uh, tripping on LSD drags John out of the house for some reason. Has a jug of maple. John syrup. is holding the maple syrup, and he doesn't know why. Great. Okay. Uh, so there, uh, John called, Sherlock, stay on the trail. But Sherlock had all but disappeared into the dense growth. Muttering under his breath, he followed. After a few minutes of walking, he arrived in a small clearing. An ancient oak tree stood in the center of it. It was massive. The trunk was so thick that John doubted three people in a chain could have gotten their arms around it. The thick, sprawling branches were covered in layers of moss, mistletoe, and ivy. This tree was... 
<laughs> oh my god. Uh, moss mistletoe and I does mistletoe cover trees? No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a separate plant. I, I'm I mean, gonna have to Google it. Now. I mean, does ivy grow on trees? I know ivy grows on like it can grow up trees. Houses. Ivy's, uh, I know it's a creeping vine. Yeah, so it can overtake trees. Okay, but mistletoe, I'm not so sure. All right, well, um. Uh, the trunk was so thick that John doubted three people in a chain could have gotten their arms around it. The thick, sprawling branches were covered in layers of moss, mistletoe, and ivy. This tree was ancient. I'm glad they told us twice in this paragraph that this tree was old. Sherlock was standing near the trunk, running his fingers lightly over the bark as if he were caressing a lover's skin. Uh, Sherlock? Sherlock jolted from his reverie. John, you came just in time. Come over here and be sure to bring the maple syrup with you. Okay. <laughs> John lugged the jug over to the tree. Sherlock resumed caressing its bark, running his fingers over the grooves and ridges, tweaking at twigs, almost as if they were nipples. <laughs> Three nipples. I don't understand. Like, like... I are they just little? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're twigs. So they are <laughs> very long. Bolts. The bolts. <laughs> uh, Dad wrote a porno nipple bolts. Sherlock, what are you doing? You do realize this is a tree, right? Sherlock shot him an annoyed glare. He's not a tree, John. He's an ent. He's a fully sentient being, just like you and me. John felt a headache coming on. Sherlock was high again. He should probably take him somewhere quiet until he came down, preferably somewhere where they wouldn't be arrested for public indecency. Just as John was about to suggest that he and Sherlock move the party elsewhere, a great creaking of wood shattered the quiet peacefulness of the forest. John looked at the source of the sound. A face, a fucking face, had appeared in the trunk of the tree. He glared at Sherlock. Damn it, Sherlock, what did I tell you about not drugging me? I didn't drug you, Sherlock retorted, but his attention was on the tree. Another great crack of splintering wood echoed through the forest. John looked up, searching for the source, when a voice spoke. The voice was ponderous and slow, sometimes taking a full minute between syllables. It rustled like leaves in a gale, snapped like frozen branches in winter, and creaked like boughs in a storm. Sherlock, welcome. <laughs> Tree beard, Sherlock whispered reverently. <laughs> Guys, I'm just gonna say, as a professional voice actor, get ready. Get ready. Oh God, I'm so excited. Uh, the tree beard voice so far. <laughs> already forgot it. Uh, Sherlock, welcome. Tree beard, Sherlock whispered. <laughs> I mean, listen, guys, if we scrape oh, together God. SAG money, we'll get Treebeard on this podcast. <laughs> Patreon.com slash table. Uh, <laughs> Treebeard, Sherlock whispered reverently. I came just like you asked. Have you brought your seed? Yes. <laughs> then let us begin the ritual. 
Oh, oh, so this was planned. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Treebeard planned it. Who knows what Sherlock? Who knows? I'm curious to find out how Treebeard got Sherlock this message. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, acorns thrown. Um, right. Did like a squirrel. Oh, maybe. Run up to his window, <laughs> you know. A sentient squirrel. We don't know. We don't, It's Sherlock, so who knows? Sherlock knelt before the tree thing's face and stroked its cheek. Bits of moss and tiny insects tumbled to the forest floor. He rested the palm of his other hand on the other cheek, leaned forward, and kissed the tree on its rough, bark-covered lips. A great creaking of wood issued from the trunk of the tree as its mouth moved against Sherlock's. Unthinkingly, John took a step forward and squinted. Was that Sherlock's tongue? Was he licking the tree? A flash of pale wood darted between Sherlock's lips. Sherlock tilted his head, deepening the kiss. I have a lot of questions. You know, just one. Really just one, and it's, how dare you? And <laughs> Really, my only question is splinters. Yeah, splinters. I mean, you know, Treebeard is old. Maybe it's been worn down by the sands of time. It's smooth. Although he appeared to be, based on the movie, his bark was that bark of like an evergreen. It had the crags and cracks. So it's not really splintery. It's just... Yeah, I mean, he also was waiting for Sherlock. So maybe in anticipation, he like sanded down his bot. Like, yeah... Is that, that like the, tree equivalent of shaving? <laughs> Man, call before tree you. Scaping? Yeah, call before you come. I need to sand my future. <laughs> I mean, listen, Sherlock seems to be into it, so fine. I think it. Uh, I mean, it's 2020. I mean, well, it's 2015, but it's Well, this was written in 2000. What time did was Lord of the Rings? Uh, not. Anytime that we're familiar with because it was a different universe. I mean, listen, the race of men lasted and trees can last a really long time. So it's fine. Uh, so so are, we, are we saying then that Middle Earth is England? <laughs> listen, I'm going to say that Treebeard was searching for the Entwives and then he got on England but then Pangea broke apart, and then he was trapped on England. Great. And then just, you know, sometime later or before, I don't really understand the timeline of Lord of the Rings, uh, <laughs> uh, Sherlock came along. Sherlock tilted his head, deepening the kiss. John's trousers felt a bit tight. He shifted his weight. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that John is so open-minded that a Sherlock tree right. kiss, he's like, yes, this is my kink now. This is what I want. Uh, John's trousers felt a bit tight. He shifted his weight, trying to get more comfortable. Then he suddenly realized he was aroused. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just suddenly just popped right up. The sight of Sherlock kissing a tree was turning him on. 
He tried to look away, to think of cricket, what he fancied for dinner, anything but the sight of Sherlock with his arms wrapped around a tree, with his lips pressing and sliding against rough, flaky bark. Mm, okay, so we know he didn't stand down that well. Eventually, Sherlock pulled away, a satisfied smile curving his lips. Moving with leonine grace, he walked around to the opposite side of the tree, feeling as though he were being tugged by an invisible leash. John followed him. This side of the tree had two knots jetting from it. They were large and round. It was impossible to miss the fact that they were the exact size and shape of human buttocks. So, <laughs> so this tree is thick as fuck is what we're learning. He has nipples. Yeah. Damn. That's a thick boy. Yeah. Oh, Treebeard is a thick boy. Uh, it was impossible to miss the fact that they were the exact size and shape of human buttocks. Between the two mounds lay a dark brown knot hole, exactly where the <laughs> Ew. Oh no! <laughs> what have we done, guys? See, this is the internet. This is what we were raised on. Between the two mounds lay a dark brown knot hole, exactly where an arsehole would be on a human. With a flourish of his long coat, he spun to face the bulbous protrusions. He gave <laughs> he gave one of the knots a brisk slap. The leaves in the canopy shivered with pleasure. Sherlock slapped the other knot, eliciting another rustle of leaves. Dispensing with any further pleasantries, Sherlock fell to his knees and buried his face between the tree's arse cheeks. <laughs> John took a... I would also like to point out that you can't normally see somebody's asshole. Yeah. While they're Standing up, even if they're naked. Okay. Yes. Very questions. Is the tree like squatting down? Is it like four? Like questions. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the tree is upright. Does that mean that his cheeks are just always spread? <laughs> oh, like bad butt implants for any passerby <laughs> to just just dive in. <laughs> I mean, apparently, because. I mean, and it's low enough to the ground, too, that Sherlock fell, Sherlock fell to his knees and buried his face between the tree, tree's arse cheeks. Okay. So, so this is a pretty low. Yeah. I don't know. So he's like, yes. Is, is this is if we're talking about a mighty oak ent. Yes. Um, uh, the mightiest of ents who maybe there's a storm and he's been, he's been felled. So... <laughs> That's how Sherlock can reach him. What? What? Yeah, wait. Now, okay. So another logistical question here, but Ents can walk and move around. Mm -hmm. mm. Now I remember, Abby. Have you read the Lord of the Rings? Book? I have, but very, very long okay. ago. Now I can't recall. If Ents in the movie walk around the like same way as they do in the book, like basically on like trees, yes, or is it more of like a scurry with their roots? Um, no, it's with tree legs. It's not. That's what I it's not a rooted. Yeah, it's not like a weird like 
eight-legged spider shuffling across. Right. It's truly a march because remember, when they flood, he's able to walk through the flood and start stomping. Yeah. Um, yes. Stomping on orcs. The whole so maybe he's just doing a full split. Right. Because for it to be that low to the ground and if, you know, Video- my... Yeah. Mental image of ent anatomy. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, we'll look out. Uh, you're talking about either some very short ent legs <laughs> in proportion to the He's the corgi dog of ents. Or he is on all fours with his ass up. But that would require him to basically be... Yes, because there was a hurricane and he fell down. There was no mention of a hurricane. Prequel. I don't think that he was felled, though. So I think he... I'm going to say he's in a full, deep squat. (laughs) (laughs) Still? Yes. But just lower the Okay, so now... Okay, so he's squatting, and now Sherlock is on his knees with his, like, head... Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Given the not-hole a good licking. Great. Oh god. I'm glad we hashed this. Think Andrew draw it. <laughs> well, now I got to restart. No, never. Never restart. Only adding, never subtracting. Ugh. <laughs> Dispensing with any further pleasantries, Sherlock fell to his knees and buried his face between the tree's arse cheeks. John took a step forward, unable to believe what he was seeing. Sherlock's lips were fastened around the tree's dark knothole. John could see from the movements of his cheek and jaw that his tongue was working vigorously against it, laving it, pressing into it, commanding that it yield to his insistent mouth. The quivering of leaves grew louder, and there was another creak of wood. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, I mean, listen, Sherlock has talent. Yes, Sherlock whispered. Yes, open for your bark fuck prints. <laughs> I'm just. Gonna, I'm just. <laughs> well, this is. I think. I. I think we spent too long on the logistics because this has opened up a whole new can of worms. I'm gonna. Oh. I'm gonna read that again slower. Yeah, please. Yes, Sherlock whispered. Yes, open for your bark, fuck print. So he's a fuck prince for those that have bark? Apparently. Oof. Okay. 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 Moving on. Uh, hopefully. We're just going to move on. And Sherlock is still fully dressed, yes. correct? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. He's, he's, his, he's flourished his coat. Yeah. Hey, you know. <laughs> did he or was it John who flourished his coat? No, it was Sherlock. Sherlock is the one that wears well. the long coat. <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock resumed tonguing the tree's arsehole. When did he stop? Oh, when he spoke. Okay. I was like, when did he stop? Unless, yeah. Nope. Sherlock resumed tonguing the tree's arsehole, massaging the tree's dark opening with his fingers. Eventually, he released the tree and snapped his fingers at John. The maple syrup! Now! John jumped... Oh, no. Okay, it's coming into play. Stop. John, now! Quickly! <laughs> but before this slow-moving tree gets away, 
<laughs> John jumped to attention, scurrying to Sherlock, bearing the heavy jug of maple syrup. Shh. Oh, so Sherlock uncorked it and poured a generous dollop into his palms. He smeared it over the tree's arsehole and poured more over his hand, coating his fingers. John did not move away, but watched closely as Sherlock slid one finger inside the tree's knothole. The leaves shivered and the limbs creaked. Can you stick things in a knothole? I mean, I didn't think so, because... I didn't think they were an actual hole. But... Right. Okay, so you know when, like, I would be more, I'd be more afraid of what's in there. Uh, well, I was gonna say, you know when, like, there's like taking up residence. A, a chipmunk nest. Is that a knot hole? I thought a knot hole was where like a branch had been cut off. Right, that's what I thought. Well, like a knot in a tree. Yes. Okay. But I think like a hole or like a hollow is completely different. So you're talking about a knot. With a hole <laughs> in it. <laughs> all right, 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 all right. I mean, uh, are are they common? Don't ask me. Okay, but it's... I don't know anything about trees. <laughs> I'm not an arborist. <laughs> but I mean, okay, all right. Oh, <laughs> just read the next sentence. Uh, oh God. Okay, going back. John did not move away, but watched closely as Sherlock slid one finger inside the tree's knothole. The leaves shivered and the limbs creaked. Sherlock grinned up at him. Treebeard likes it when you watch. <laughs> another surge of arousal surged through... Oh, another surge of arousal surged through John's groin. He tucked into his trousers again, trying to ease some of the discomfort. Sherlock looked up from where he was now sliding two fingers into Treebeard's quivering knothole. Take them off. What? Here? Why not? We're in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's going to come by. John desperately wanted to protest, but the sight of three of Sherlock's fingers thrusting in and out of that dark crevice overwhelmed his oh resolve. God, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, only, he's up to three fingers, guys. Oh. Three fingers too many. <laughs> Yes. Three fingers and one tongue too many. John desperately wanted to protest, but the sight of three of Sherlock's fingers thrusting in and out of that dark crevice overwhelmed his resolve. He yanked his buttons and zips free. Within seconds, he pulled his cock from the slit in his boxers. I don't feel like that's accurate for the Sherlock time period, but okay. No, I feel like I it's so. less of a slit and more like some sort of flap. Well, I feel like if we're going with TV Sherlock, mm. like Benedict Cumberbatch, that's more okay. modern. Okay, so. fair. My only sh real Sherlock experience is the Robert Downey Jr. version. So. Um, gotcha. Okay, so I think your homework will be to watch. Great, I'm excited. <laughs> I'll just keep, I'll just. You'll never be able to watch it normally after reading. I'm gonna be like, wait, wait, where's the where's the tree? <laughs> what where's the tree here? What episode is that? I came here for tree sex. Guys, I do think that tree sex would be the only thing that would get me to watch it. Uh <laughs> Within seconds, he'd pulled his cock from the slit in his boxers. He groaned in relief and longing as he stroked its length. Sherlock looked him over, eyes glittering with lust in the soft forest light. Want some syrup? He asked casually. 
Oh, oh. John looked out. John looked the jug over with misgiving, but decided he might as well give it a try. He was jacking off while his flatmate fingered a tree. At this point, his life could not get more surreal. Yes, yes, he's correct. Why not? Why not add maple syrup? You're already jerking it to a tree. Uh, he poured a generous amount over his hand and cock. The syrup was sticky against his skin and made his cock feel slightly itchy. Still, it wasn't the worst thing he'd ever used for lube. (gasps) Itchy! Itchy. Uh, The syrup was sticky against his skin, yes, and made his cock feel slightly itchy. I don't think... Don't think you should put anything there that has that reaction. Still, it wasn't the worst thing he'd ever used for lube. We need the side story... I have we need the yes. side story of what is the worst thing you've used because maple syrup seems there. yeast infection-y. Uh, by this time, Sherlock had worked four fingers into the tree and was just starting to ease his thumb inside. Treebeard's branches swayed. Beads of sap stood up from the bark. Slowly, gently twisting his hand, Sherlock eased his knuckles inside the tree. The tree's entrance fluttered and squeezed as it accepted this new intrusion. He's sweating. (laughs) He's sweating sap as he's being fisted. Okay. Once Treebeard grew accustomed to the presence of Sherlock's thick knuckles inside his gaping cavity, Sherlock began to fuck him with his fist, sliding it slowly but firmly in and out of the maple syrup-soaked opening. Sherlock worked his fist inside Treebeard until the desperate creak of branches had grown almost deafening. Then slowly, he withdrew, carefully easing his knuckles past Treebeard's tight tree ring. Once his hand was free of Treebeard's hole, Sherlock rose to his feet, unbuttoned his trousers, and freed his cock. John's jaw dropped with astonishment at the prodigious length and girth of Sherlock's raging erection. But it was as big as it was. It was big enough for a tree. But aren't they roommates? How could he not have seen? Right. Listen, listen. Come on now. If you live together, two men living together also. Running around in boxes. I mean, just... Because guys don't wear pants I mean, I don't wear pants at home. And I'm a lady. (laughs) I mean, I do only because I'm always uh, Fair, 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 fair. I don't wear pants at home because laziness. Truly. Truly. Uh... John's jaw dropped with astonishment at the prodigious length and girth of Sherlock's raging erection. He had never in his life seen a cock so large and virile. John could now see why Sherlock had fisted Treebeard open. Oh my god, he had to fist him to get him ready. To get him ready for this giant... Oh no, that's why... Well, we now know why Sherlock has to have sex with trees, because no human could handle that. Uh... His hand worked faster over his own erection as he imagined how it would feel to have that impressive member inside him, plundering his brown rosette of forbidden desire. <laughs> so, wait, so... Did you just say brown rose of forbidden brown desire? Brown rosette of forbidden... <laughs> oh, fancy. But he's also 
he's fantasizing about somebody with the size of his own penis. No, no. John. Read that again? John is he's fantasizing about having a horse cock like Sherlock's inside. Uh, Got it. See, I thought I thought Sherlock was like, oh yeah. (laughs) I'm so big. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a guy thing. Um, but do you guys remember? I mean, maybe this was more a Washington thing. But remember when the guy in Enumclaw had sex with a horse and died because the horse? What? <gasps> okay, this might have just been a Washington thing. So in Washington, in like the early two thousands, again, my time on the internet, um, a guy died because he got internal injuries because he let a horse fuck him and he died from these internal injuries um and it was apparently it was a farm in Enumclaw Washington which is like the boonies of boonies where there was a farm where they would like rig up the horses in harnesses so the horses would fuck people um and as a I guess a fetish thing but and the guy didn't die right away, but he was too embarrassed to go get help, obviously. Um, which I understand, like, better to die. But it still came out that a horse fucked him. So was it better to die? So yeah, ready. like, yes, it would have been embarrassing to go to the hospital. But also, like, doctor-patient privilege. So realistically, no one could know that it was you. But right. Also, why? also why? But you, you can say that you put anything else large up there. A dildo the size of a I horse. I mean, is. I'm just gonna say one: the horse can't consent. Um, yeah. and two: gross. Yeah. And yeah. I don't Fair believe point. in kink shaming, but you know, when you're gonna die from it, yeah. Let's let's have some shame. Also bestiality. Wait, yes. what shaming? Pink, Pink shaming? Oh, I was like, ew, is that the term? <laughs> Kink. Okay, gotcha. Kink shaming. Makes sense. Uh, uh, John could now see why Sherlock had fisted Treebeard open. His hand worked faster over his own erection as he imagined how it would feel to have that impressive member inside him, plundering his brown rosette of forbidden desire. Sherlock flicked a thick layer of maple syrup over his cock. John moaned at the sight of the amber liquid coating the bulbous head and glazing the thick shaft before trickling down to large round bollocks on before trickling down to large round bollocks drawn tight with lust. <clears throat> I can honestly say I've never heard bollocks as an actual like body part term yeah yeah. uh um sherlock laid one caressing hand against the tree's flank while the other teased treebeard's opening with his cock spreading lube around treebeard's winking knothole the tree's leaves shivered almost whimpering in frustrated need once the maple syrup coated every inch of treebeard's entrance Sherlock shoved his hips forward, seating himself to the hilt in one smooth thrust. A great groan of wood resounded through the forest. Branches snapped. Twigs and moss rained down on John's head. Treebeard's trunk quivered with ecstasy. Sherlock gave the tree a few seconds to adjust to the thick cock that now filled his knothole, running his fingers smoothly over his bark. 
Once the tree stopped shaking against him, Sherlock began fucking him in earnest, taking up a relentless rhythm that had Treebeard's leave shaking with every thrust. Wow. Wow. Okay. John's eyes fastened on the place where Sherlock's cock entered Treebeard's knothole, imagining how it would feel to have that thick cock sticky with maple syrup pounding him with that same relentless rhythm. As John watched Treebeard's... Nope. As John watched, Sherlock's thrusts grew fiercer and more erratic. His knuckles were white where they clutched at the bark of the tree. He was close now. John's hand on his own cock picked up its rhythm. Can we just stop for a moment? Sherlock? Please. Yeah. Please. I need a minute. Let's just end I need that. a minute. Thank you for joining no, us. No, it's almost yeah. done. It's almost done. Uh, so John is jacking it to Sherlock fucking a yes. tree yes okay uh <laughs> okay cool seconds later john heard a rending crash of splintering wood clouds of yellow pollen filled the air choking john's lungs and making his eyes water he was close so close he kept his hand on his cock and his eyes fastened on sherlock's thrusting hips even as he struggled to breathe Sherlock's face was red and his hair was wet with perspiration. He pulled almost all the way out of Treebeard, slamming it into him again and again with bruising force, slamming harder and harder, filling the air with the sound of sticky flesh slapping against rough bark until finally his back arched, his every muscle going rigid with exultation as he spent and spent and spent violently into Treebeard, filling him to, o oh, <laughs> filling him to overflowing with white gouts of thick seed. Ooh. He brought, he brought his seed. I mean, <laughs> Sherlock was not lying when he said he brought his seed. John cried out in pleasure. His cum striping the. Okay. It says his cum stripping the forest floor, but I think they mean striping. His cum striping the forest floor. Sherlock's release triggered his own orgasm. When John came back to himself, he saw that Sherlock now knelt in front of Treebeard's face. With a soft rustling of leaves and creak of wood, the end's trunk tipped over so slightly forward in what could only be a bow. Thank you, Bark <laughs> Prince, for saving our people. With your seed, <laughs> my kind will live on. The lips of the tree curved up in a soft smile, then melted slowly into the bark. John sat down quickly, his legs almost giving out. He was so confused. All of us. Join love. All of us are confused, John. <laughs> Sherlock, what just happened? Sherlock. <laughs> yes, this is a question everyone is asking. Sherlock stumbled over and plopped down beside him. I just had sex with Treebeard so that he could propagate his race. You see, I'm the bark fuck prince. I have magical sperm that can impregnate any plant, including a male magical tree creature. There are no more female ends, so I was Treebeard's last hope of creating a new generation. They lost the female ends. Are they gone? I don't know. I mean, I guess... Right, but also... How Wait. I'm, I'm just confused. So if the female ends were still around, would they be fucking him? No, I think... No. I think... I mean, I guess they're like angle worms. Any, any sex. Right. But, no. Because, edgewise. Yeah. Like, that, 
there's a clear male and female of the species. Yeah. And it just confuses me on how. Well, listen. Even a plant, it's even a plant-based life form. Listen, he's Sherlock explains it all. Let yeah. me let me read it again, and maybe maybe you'll right. get it because Sherlock right. clearly yeah. explains it. Sherlock stumbled over yeah. and plopped down beside him. I just had sex with Treebeard so that he could propagate his race. You see, I'm the bark fuck prince. I have magical sperm that can impregnate any plant, including a male magical tree creature. There are no more female ants, so I was Treebeard's last hope of creating a new generation. Guys, I think that's very clear. <laughs> magic. So, only, so magic. Yes. Magic. So only his magical sperm yes. can impregnate Yes. Okay. John, John raised his eyebrows. So you're going to be a father to a tree? Well, no. To about 100,000 seedlings, some of which may become ants in a couple hundred years or so, long after I'm dead. Could, could you get me pregnant? Are you a tree? Um, no. <laughs> then definitely not. John sighed with relief. Suddenly, Sherlock was on him, pressing his shoulders back into the soft mat of dead leaves and dried moss. Do you want me to try? Sherlock asked. <gasps> his eyes glittered hungrily and his hands were rough, almost bruising on John's shoulders. Yes, John breathed, his cock quickening. Sherlock chuckled darkly and John felt a finger sticky with maple syrup press against his arsehole. He closed his eyes and leaned back, moaning in pleasure as he allowed himself to be subsumed by his bark lover. The oh, end. <laughs> Deirdre, we did this for you. <laughs> I, I do think it's time for me to share my sketch with you guys. I sent it to your phone. <laughs> your phone's right here. It's sent. I mean, honestly, it's pretty sexy. <laughs> it's really good. It's upsetting me, but yeah. art, okay, art, the purpose of art is to make you feel. And this makes me feel, I know, and this makes me feel funny in my tummy. <laughs> Hey all, Abby here just a couple days after recording. Um, after listening back, I realized that we didn't record an outro because everything after that, what you just last heard, was just us screaming in joy at the drawing that Andrew did. So if you want to see the drawing, you can check us out at For the Table Podcast on Instagram. Um, and thank you all for listening. Lots of technical difficulties on this, really working with what we got during quarantine. Um, but stay tuned for episode two, where we've resolved a lot of the audio issues. And I have tried to become slightly less of a know-it-all, but no guarantees. All right. Thanks, guys.